Welcome to Icons Behind Brands. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media platforms. Now, let's get started. Hi everyone, I am Devlina, your host, welcoming you all to another Power Pack episode of Icons Behind Brands video interview series, The CXO Spotlight. And I'm thrilled to announce our guest today, Mr. Karan Kumar, who has close to two decades of experience across sectors like FMCG, packaged food, stationery, luxury, and lifestyle retailing. Karan has worked across some of the most iconic brands, Indian brands like ITC Limited and Fab India. Currently, he spearheads the marketing initiative for DLF Limited, which is India's largest publicly listed real estate enterprise. As a chief marketing officer, a warm welcome to you, Karan. Thank you, Devlina. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here. Same here, Karan, and we are very excited to listen from you. Uh, over two decades of experience in the business of advertising, marketing, brand communication. How was your journey been, Karan? Uh, would love to know about your journey and about your background. What have the changes and challenges been so far for you? I think it's been a very, very exciting journey. Two decades is a long time. Yes. Uh, even while I was with um, with ITC for about 16 years, I've had the opportunity to work across six or seven businesses. I've had the opportunity of working across six or seven cities or locations. I've had the opportunity of working uh, across businesses in various parts of the life cycle. Some very uh, mature businesses, some very nascent and emerging businesses, a lot of businesses in the FMCG space. Um, so that's been one very long and exciting part of the journey. And then I moved from ITC into Fab India as uh, their first chief marketing officer, um, created the entire brand marketing uh, function there. Um, lots of things to learn, lots of things to kind of implement from what I'd learned earlier and then to unlearn and then to relearn some more um, different kind of uh, organization altogether, promoter-led, um, you know, dealing with retail as well as with products like household furnishing, uh, personal care, etc, uh, etc. Et and thereafter now with, with real estate, and I've been here now for about a little over two years. Um, again, an excellent organization, very, very large footprint a good mix of uh, being promoter-led as well as governed by a very professional board. Um, a different industry altogether. Again, an industry that I hadn't worked in, in in the past. So again, a new set of opportunities, a new set of learnings, um, the opportunity to actually execute some of the things that I've learned across other businesses, other categories in the past. So yeah, very, very challenging uh, and exciting mix. So yeah, if I look back over the last 20, 22 odd years, very, very diverse industries, very, very diverse sectors. Mm -hmm. Of course, all of them being B2C by and large right. and not B2B. Sure. Um, but very, very exciting journey uh, from where I began to where I am today. Right. And I'm sure, uh, you know, expressing 20 years of background and journey is, is not an easy task within uh, a nutshell. 
so we have we will be having a lot of opportunity to talk about uh, bits and parts about your experience and about your perspective uh, onto the marketing so moving on you spoke about b2c and b2b marketing right so as dlf is into both commercial and residential uh, side which is one is b2b and one, another one is b2c so how differently do you approach in terms of the marketing strategy of both in b2b and b2c so let's start by saying that i am more actively involved in the b2c space because i head marketing for the corporate brand as well as the uh the business of dlf which is into making constructing and selling homes or the residential part i do not head marketing for the uh, commercial and the retail part uh that being said i think uh, one is fairly aware of how the cookie crumbles in a manner of speaking in both these segments of course in the more b2b space you're looking at uh, leasing out real estate to to brands which have a certain you know financial metric to be achieved you know return on uh, space uh, on the kind of cost that offices would typically incur and therefore how they impact on corporates uh, pnl and balance sheet etc etc whereas in the in, in the residential side uh where you're selling and not leasing uh your product obviously it's a different mix altogether because there you know you're looking at selling to two kinds of people by and large broadly speaking two kinds of people one is a certain kind of people who move into the sector more from an investor point of view they want to pick up something they want to keep it for a couple of years and then eventually they want to trade and and exit the the project or the property and the other of course is is the sector uh, which is about all about end use so you and i buy something maybe for some time we put it up um, on rent but eventually the larger picture or the larger game plan is for us to shift into that particular accommodation ourselves um so very very different motivations uh, for both these buyer groups and therefore i think whenever you're trying to design a project and whenever you're trying to position a project you're always trying to find meaning and relevance that is um, that is attractive to both these groups of buyers as it were both the investors as well as the end users and of course your proposition thereafter gets stitched accordingly it's exciting space very exciting space also keep in mind also keep in mind uh, the fact that from a ticket value point of view people investing in homes um you know average people like you and me or it could be even the the bigger financial investors you're you're putting away a very large sum of money uh vis-a-vis any other product class vis-a-vis any other product category so the level of involvement uh, that you have with this purchase the amount of details that you want to find out about this purchase the amount of research that you want to do before making purchase is 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 humongous and i think as 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 a successful marketing slash business team it's our responsibility to make that journey for the prospective customer as seamless as possible provide them with all the material that they need be absolutely honest and transparent with regard to what we promise um, deliver as per the timelines committed uh, you know and literally handhold the customer uh, through the entire entire journey making one of the most expensive purchases in his or her life 
as 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 seamless and as easy as possible um you know so that is something that does set this industry aside from a lot of other industries that's right so here uh, we have a lot of i mean in in our audience mix we have a lot of people who are aspiring brand managers uh, students from b schools they are watching uh, this show so i think this is going to help a lot you know the, just shift the perspective as you are the responsible for the company's go, uh, growth and this is a common goal so think as a business perspective rather than just absolutely emotion. no absolutely i'm saying ultimately the biggest strength of brands mm-hmm. is to fight the battle of preference mm-hmm. right right why do you create why do you create brands and why do you not only work with commodities you know very often product differentiation could be very very minimal and product quality across many brands is going to be very similar uh yet there are certain brands which are preferred over other brands and those brands command a certain premium now if as a brand manager who is going to graduate into let's say a category manager or into a marketing manager mm-hmm. you cannot ensure that your brand remains healthy and grows in health and wins the war of consideration and preference your brand will never be able to impact your company's cash flows positively and if your brand is not going to impact your company's cash flows positively then your brand is only a drain on the company's incomes right whereas it needs to, whereas it needs to be the reverse it needs to directly impact positive cash flows and over a period of time continuously expand the company's profit margins from what your brand can command and therefore brand managers need to have a slightly longer perspective in terms of what exactly is their job you know the job is not only to make a couple of ads here and there and make a couple of collaterals here and there their job is to ensure that their brands can continue to battle and win the battle of customer preference thereby earning more money or more revenue for their organizations at an ever growing healthier margin if they can if they can deliver revenue and better margins they're successful otherwise they're pretty much irrelevant whether it's brands or whether it's brand managers uh, steering those brands very practical perspective karan you know i mean not just you know talking about the brand it is about the core which is your the revenue which has to flow to the company and eventually you work on the brand uh, part also right so as you move forward as we all move forward uh, towards the future uh, what is the future of marketing looks like future of marketing is drive growth future of marketing as uh, has been now for a while as well is to drive preference future of marketing is to continue to build stronger relationships with all your stakeholders um whether it's your end customer or whether it's your internal stakeholders as well your employees and the future of marketing as is the present of marketing and as should have been the past of marketing is to continue to build trust continue to build trust between the brand and its audiences if the brand continues to do that and if the brand can continue to drive and impact revenue and margins positively i think the brand and the marketing behind the brand will always be future proof 
if the brand cannot do that then you will not be future proof and if you're not future proof then whether it is the brand or its custodian both will cease to exist so the answer is actually pretty simple um you know you need to always be ensuring that you are fighting and winning the battle of consideration and preference which ultimately impacts organizational revenue and margins right and uh, you know the core and the ground rules are always uh, simple and basics and uh, that is the only uh, tough part for brand like i mean as you said trust building growth driving growth right so these are the ground rules for the business to happen but being simple is the complex thing so i mean it's very important to you know be grounded and uh, uh, keep the core uh, and foundations tight uh, for any brand growth right number 1 number 1 yes absolutely number 2 and just to kind of build on your point is always keep your ear as close to the ground always keeps your hand keep your hands dirty physically being involved uh, you know grounds up and always keep your customer and what he or she wants right at the center of every conversation thereafter now if the customer moves from one ecosystem to another ecosystem from old age media to new age media it is your business to move with that customer there if the customer today is into new age media yesterday was into old age media and day after tomorrow is going to be in ultra new age media then you need to follow the customer there as well and figure out how to interact and how to engage with that customer across various media ecosystems and that is where a certain degree of constant upskilling also comes in within the marketing function you know all all of us are not all of us were not born uh, digital savvy but we have to learn digital and we have to understand technology and we'll have to understand blockchain and we'll have to understand whatever comes after blockchain to ensure that we are able to serve our customers interests as well and as professionally competent in a competent manner as we can so it's also about continuously uh upskilling yourself uh and and following your customer everywhere he or she goes so that you are forever hearing and learning from your customer and you're forever being best placed to service the needs and the requirements of your customers so so trust is number 1 and customer centricity is number 2 right right so uh, with this line i just remember one conversation i had with uh, one of the guests so i just got this perspective act like as if you are a investigating agent like you are a james bond and the same way you identify your customer you uh, go with the customer's journey what exactly they do early in the morning after that so just feel in that way become a investigating agent for them and that except don't except except don't spook out your customer and invade your customer's privacy so much that the customer gets you know apprehensive about you yeah but yeah the broader sentiment is all right yeah i agree with that right right that's a, that's a thin line you know, in just uh, not becoming over intrusive uh, towards that and that's the reason and and that's the reason i raised that point because very often brands don't realize how thin a line that is and how counterproductive it can be if you cross that line so while what you're saying is extremely important but it also has to be balanced and nuanced in such a manner that you don't really intrude into your customer's privacy 
you value and respect that privacy and certainly don't end up spooking your customers right so in a in a um, simple line if i would have to say it's like a good friend who understand the other friend very well their moods their uh, choices there are times when we know that my friend is not in a good mood to talk to me so just i'm aware i'm just observing but i'm just not you know poking you to respond back so i think this is a very basic relationship of a good friendship between the brand yeah, and abs- absolutely absolutely but a but a relationship of friendship which is based out of mutual respect if you are not a marketing professional then who would you have been and why karan that's an interesting one um i don't know i like design a lot so maybe i could be somebody who would have fancied my hands on interior design uh on on product design on material design uh, i'm also someone who likes cooking a lot so maybe i would have pursued that passion of mine more seriously and turned it into a professional pursuit yeah i think design and cooking would be the two other things that i could have probably made a headway had i not really uh, you know just moved along down mm-hmm. the marketing line right so i could sense like i mean it's more on the creative side uh of you could say so yes yes you could say so absolutely so would be great if you share some of the things uh from the various organizations you have been associated with no i think that's very simple it's not about various learnings from various organizations or various businesses i think the various learnings are best summarized only as one basic learning which is what i've kind of emphasized earlier as well which is understand your customer never lose sight of your customer there can be no greater motivation for you to create product services packaging communication or any other or any other output except what your customer and consumer wants or you think that they want but they're not being able to vocalize it or verbalize it but they will really appreciate when you present that option to them so i think across all my journeys across all my organizations across all the sectors and industries that i've worked in uh, across all these years i think that is one universal you know appreciation that i have that you know always have that outside in view where you are able to absorb and assimilate what your customer wants from you sometimes stated sometimes unstated rather than i have an inside out view where you as a manufacturer um think that you know everything that you need to know about your customer and you actually end up sometimes patronizing your customer which becomes extremely counter counterproductive yeah outside of that every sector and every industry that i worked with has given me certain learnings you know there've been you know retail is very different from selling confectionery products to kids and selling confectionery products to 50 paisa candies to kids is very different from selling 50000 rupee blazers to young men and women um something that i've done in wills lifestyle very frequently uh, which is very different from selling uh, furniture to a housewife or which is very different from selling real estate to to a family or and which is very different from selling uh, stationery products notebooks uh, pens younger students and which is very different from selling uh, something like ashirwad atta to a homemaker uh, so i guess every every sector every industry has come with its own set of 
learnings uh, which have been unique to that particular sector um, but outside of that i think the one uniform and universal learning has been that you know you need to be you need to be obsessed with your customer and what the customer uh, seeks and desires the center is always the customers absolutely 100% 100% right so current with that we are now moving to a very interesting section which is a rapid fire round uh, you need to answer in one word uh, or one sentence uh, probably uh, so this is an opportunity to know you as a person uh, a little more a little better what is leadership for you uh understanding problems breaking them down into smaller problems and then solving them one step at a time who's been the greatest influence to you i think your family has been a greatest influence to most of us uh but outside of that i think i've been greatly influenced by the customers i've worked around because they've often led me to understand uh professionally what needs to be done and they've been a source of guiding light uh but outside of that yes there have been international leaders as well um but if i was to take a single source of inspiration i think personally it's been the family and professionally it's been the customer right what is the best thing that has happened to you uh last year like i mean we have just started this year so i'm just asking about last year i think the time i spent seeing my daughter grow at home uh she moved from being a 10 year old into an 11 year old actually last two years from a 9 year old to being an 11 year old so the ability to also spend some time at home while working from home and to see her grow right that's a, that's a, one of the opportunity we as a you know professional we have got uh, to understand the family more better and to enjoy the perks of being at home when are you most inspired when there is a challenge early in the morning or late in the night late at night i'm not a very early morning riser late at night the best compliment you have ever received is from certain people who've called me to be uh, a coach and a mentor besides being a professional boss what does creativity means to you finding solutions where normally they don't exist to be able to think laterally to be able to draw certain patterns based out of disparate pieces of experiences that you may have in the past and to create new solutions to resolve solutions or to resolve problems which don't have a very simple straightforward answer what is an important life lesson for someone to learn integrity i think integrity to whatever you're doing professionally or personally uh if there is no integrity in your effort or in your headspace you will fall flat some day or the other true true no replacement for that at all no none So we are out of the rapid fire round uh, with that, and uh, that was wonderful. Yes, uh, so I I also personally enjoy uh, this uh, section where it's it's just one to one, and it gives us an opportunity to know you as a person a little more. Right. So before we wind up the conversation, uh, I would love to know uh, your message for the aspiring brand managers. Be absolutely. rooted to the ground be absolutely rooted to your consumer do not ever overcommit or overpromise do not commit something or promise something which you cannot deliver 
be absolutely truthful earn your customers trust uh and forever forever think how your promise or your how your brand's promise can earn better revenue and margins for your organization yes and thank you for bringing such insightful points uh, to the conversation karan it was amazing uh interacting with you and knowing you as a person and knowing your perspective about marketing and branding uh, you know as chief marketing officer as a marketing professional right so it is going to add a lot of value uh, to the community and there are a lot of viewers who who i'm sure who are going to get a lot of value out of it and thank you for your time from your busy schedule my pleasure entirely thoroughly loved the conversation thank you for asking me questions that made me answer these questions or provide these answers it's brilliant having this conversation enjoy it thoroughly myself awesome. so thank you for this opportunity and lovely to be a part of you know whatever you're doing the show that you're putting up it's fantastic thank you very thank much thank you karan thank you karan means a lot thank you for being with us till the end see you all in the next episode